Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. And in this podcast 150, I was delighted to be joined by Lori McPherson for a chat about women and the jobs that we do and the expectations that we have and the limits that we place on ourselves when it comes to our careers. I think what really struck me in this conversation was the whole conversation about choice and not believing that we've never got a choice. I mean, as Lori put it, you might not like the choices you've got, but you've still got a choice and maybe you need to think about what one choice which you maybe don't like that much, but what that will bring back into your life down the line. A really inspiring conversation, and I think one definitely for women who are thinking, am I in the right job? Do I want to do this forever? Do I want to do something else? So I hope that you get as much from it as I did. Laurie, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Anne. Yes, and we, we just met in the real world recently, although we've been connected for a while, I think, on LinkedIn. But tell me a wee bit about you. So I am from a retail and travel background, and I worked overseas for many years as a holiday rep, team leader, came back to the UK in 2008 and worked in retail, which I loved. Got to a point then where I didn't love it anymore. Uh, the hours were just getting worse and worse. I was working out of town. We were one of the places that would do midnight closes at Christmas. The last Christmas I did in retail was just horrible. And I thought, you know, I could really do with getting out of this. Mm-hmm. Spent six months thinking, what can I do? And most importantly, who will hire me? Because I am essentially a salesperson. It's all I've ever known. And not knowing anything else apart from really retail. I had no office experience apart from a slightly disastrous thing for a few months. And I just didn't know what to do and where to go. So I ended up going into employability, which was helping really long-term unemployed folks back to work. And then absolutely loved that, really found my groove there. And then we got made redundant, ironically, back in uh, 2019. But we knew it was coming for quite a while and I decided to set up my own business then. Business has changed quite a lot. It was more about training junior managers originally. But when COVID hit, I had absolutely no idea how to train somebody remotely because I'd never done it. So I asked around and a really smart woman said to me, what do people need right now? And what they needed was jobs and mm-hmm. loads of industries were closed, hospitality, leisure, nighttime, retail. So people needed jobs. And I realised, oh, I can get them a job. That that was my job. So branched out into that, started writing some CVs, worked, had a Facebook group, posted jobs, helped them with their interview prep. And so th- th- this part of the business, which is now growing, I've been doing this now for three years solidly. And I, I work with mostly women in their 40s. Um, and I help them to get great jobs that they love at the salary that they deserve. And I call myself a career mentor or a career wing woman. Oh, I love it. I love it, Laurie. So I can't wait to ask you this because I know you've been thinking about it for a couple of weeks. So tell me, Laurie, what do you know for sure? I know for sure the job that you're doing right now, Anne, is highly unlikely to be the job that you will retire doing yeah. in this modern world. I know that you're likely to have five to seven, yep, you heard me right, career changes over the next X amount of years. And I know that you need to be prepared for that because sometimes the transitions can be a bit tricky. So the way that you do that is by gathering evidence as you go of all the great things that you've done, that you've learned, the training you've done, the, the software, the 
teams, everything that you've learned as you go, so that when you do need to change or if you decide that you want to change, if your company gets sold tomorrow, bought tomorrow, your lovely boss changes into something not so lovely, you are able to, to take that evidence and take it and go somewhere else because nothing is static, nothing is sure, and what you need to be, have is a plan for the next stage. That is so inspiring. So you said five to seven job changes. Do you mean in a career or do you mean for women in, four, in their 40s, me being one of them, that I've still got five to seven career changes? No, that that's throughout the whole kind of the whole spectrum basically. But um, that's a start from I think that's from the squiggly careers um, mm-hmm. people who I fully recommend anybody follow. They talk about how uh, they've got a great TED talk. How there is no ladder; it's now a squiggle. Yeah. So be prepared, you know. And it's so true that they talk about amazing if it would be amazing if they've got a fantastic podcast as well, and it talks all about careers and how we should be ready to embrace the squiggle it's all about embracing your own skills what you like and don't like your energy what you're good at which is not always what you like what you like but maybe aren't so good at and really understanding that it's a wiggly wobbly world out there and the way to get through it is is to understand that in my family we've got a bit of a saying which is that's the time you were doing that you know so uh-huh. I, I was if you're overseas that's the time when you're overseas when you uh-huh. come back that's the time you're working in retail we know nothing's forever yes mm-hmm. so you know if I was to move away tomorrow which I've absolutely no notion of doing I love what I've got here we would say that's the time you know that I'm going to do that and uh-huh. that's the way we look at it as opposed to I am an ex and I'm an ex till I die because I've seen how negatively that can impact people when it doesn't work Aye, and I think it's dead interesting because you talked about your own career there, retail, travel, employability, and then creating your own business. See that, like, because that was a bit of an optimistic spirit, an adventurous spirit, wasn't it, that made you do that? Because so many people think they're stuck in a job, and I would say, you know, I'm freelance as well, as you know, and then now I take a lot of comfort for nothing's forever, nobody's job is forever. So the fact that I know that everything I do is only short-term, is like I'm very much in it and I'm fine with that. But see, that adventurous spirit, where did that come for you that made you willing to go on that very squiggly line? Yeah, that's a really great question. My dad was self-employed, Anne, and while he would fully admit he's not an adventurous soul at all, he loved his work. He was an aerial rigger. He was up people's roofs all day. Speaking to people, he met loads of great folk. He put on his overalls every morning and he sang as he went to work. He was always loved his job, worked constantly because he was he wanted to, to provide well. But I think the adventurous bit, we really don't know. And we've talked about this a lot because my sister's dead adventurous as well. She lives in Australia. She's travelled all over as well. And my mum and dad are not, you know, but self-confessed adventurous folk. So honestly, I don't know. My mum's got friends who say to her, like, what did you read them when they were wee? Like, what did you tell them they could do? You know, is it Robinson Crusoe or where, where, where did they think they were going? But uh, the, the one thing I do remember is she used to be Maggie B. And Maggie B went out on a, she was a little girl and she had a little brother with them, with her. And a storm got up and she was not afraid. And I think that might have been a bit of an inspiration. You know, she decided, okay, there's a storm. I've got a wee baby, I've got a baby to protect. So um, as soon as I hit 16, I just wanted to, I went to uni really young. And then I went overseas when I was 20 because I just wanted to get out there and, and, and grab it with both hands. Aye. And so how does that make you feel about the future? Because I would imagine, 
I think you're a bit younger than me, maybe. And so they're still, what, 20, 25 years working in you, maybe? So do you feel as yeah. if, well, I don't know what I'm going to be doing? Because people think they need to have the plan. Like, uh, so many people think they need to have the plan for what they're going to do until they're 65 and then what they're going to do after they retire. Whereas that doesn't seem to be true for you. No, because we can't know, you know, because we, we don't know. First of all, we don't know if we're going to be here. Uh, two, we don't know if we're going to be healthy enough to enjoy any retirement plans. How many times have you seen folks squirreling away for retirement and then, you know, drop dead six months later? Yeah. Um, we, we can't know. So I'm very much live for the moment. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think is next for you? Are you quite happy being in a place of, well, I'm not sure? No, I hope to keep working the business, growing the business to the point where I can, like, for example, next month I'm away to Mallorca for the month eh, as a workation. I want to do lots more of that, Anne, where I can just take my laptop and go and do a thing. I love where I live. I, I live in the city centre. I've got a great life here and I have no intention to leave it. But I, I, a little bit, I love travelling and holidays, a little bit more of that. Happily, happy to work my way through it would be good. Uh, I'm far too old for hostels and all that kind of nonsense. I never did it even when I was young, but you know, a wee bit of a workation. I want the business just to be really flexible. So, for example, I've been taking Fridays off this month. I'm not because it's busy again before I go away. You know, just the real flexibility to do what works for me. I have a great social life, and I like to network a lot, meet people, get get out off the laptop. So I'll work really hard when I'm when I'm here. But then, you know, today I'm back to back to back till four o'clock and then it's out in the garden for a couple of hours because it's a sunny day. So freedom and flex are just, freedom, flex and independence are two, three of my core values. And I just, it's so important to me not to have too much rigidity and too many rules. And that, that influences a lot of the work I take and don't take. Uh huh. And see, when you reflect then on you being that wing woman for women over 40 is that sort of the market that you're working with. What are the top bits of advice that you have given women just now? First of all, don't panic is the main thing. Mm. I, I read a great article in The Guardian this week saying that a lot of people are staying. You know, you heard the talk about the great resignation. People are now staying because, do you know what? It's not that bad, the stability, because of all the cost of living. And I think, you know, there's there's a real difference between making a choice to stay Uh because it suits you and feeling stuck. So know that you're not stuck and you're never stuck. And you might think you're stuck because it's not a choice. There's always choice. Mm -hmm. We might not like the choices, but they are there. You know, you, you, you might need to keep making a certain amount of money to keep your massive hoofs you could you could you could ditch that you know you could downsize you could move to a slightly rubbish area you could I live in a tiny one bed I could have moved up and out I choose not to so that I can holiday and I can party they're all choices so it's knowing that you're not stuck if these are the choices that you've happened to make accept that these are choices and, and don't panic about the economy and the job market there are plenty of jobs out there Mm-hmm. It's just about how you sell yourself in. And yeah. what I would say is, and everybody, you know, says, oh, it's it's not, it's for corporate and it's for, I don't know what to say and I don't know what to do. Use LinkedIn throughout your career as your insurance policy because I've seen it a million times, happy, happy in my job, all good. And then suddenly something changes and it's panic stations. Yes. And folk are just in a massive panic. You know, I need to do it. Well, I don't have any, I've no connections, I've nobody. Whereas actually... See if you'd nurtured a little bit of connection, done a little bit of networking, stuck your head up a little bit, 
you'd have a network there when you needed it. Yeah. So and that is keeping that network. We know the power of the network. It's the networks where we get all our work. We know the power of word of mouth and referral. It's the same for employed people. Who would refer you? If nobody knows that you exist, absolutely nobody. Uh-huh. Who could refer you people just by putting your head above the parapet a wee bit? And it's, I'm not asking folk to be, you know, out networking the way we are and constantly at events and all of that stuff. But what can you do? And I say to people in employment, can you, you know, make a commitment to go to one network in a month, maybe you go to one seminar, read one article or book that you can then share or talk about just so that so that you're not hiding. It's about visibility. It is. And I totally resonate. I mean, my network is how I could go freelance five years ago and my network still serves me very well. And I'm still very committed to growing my network. That's how we've met each other. And that can sound quite conceited, I suppose. I'm growing my network. I mean, it's not actually. I'm making really good connections and women that I want to be pals with and we go for coffees and we do things and we have fun. And I don't know if we'll ever get each other work and that's not what it's about. It's about just knowing lots of people and being out there doing stuff. I think that what strikes me is a lot of people feel as if they don't have a choice in many, many aspects of their life, don't they? I've talked about choice before on the podcast. It's really important that we hammer that home to women that feel you've not got a choice, hasn't it? Because you have got choice. Yeah, you've always got choice. As I say, you may not like the choices, Mm. you know, you might not think, oh, God, if, I, if we split up, I have to sell this lovely house. Yeah, you probably will, but as a house. You know, exactly. if if I move job, I might have to take a hit. Yeah, you might, but think about where you might be six months to a year. And if you can't afford to do that right now, that's okay. And my other big piece of advice is do not undervalue yourself. No justs. Uh-huh. If you're writing an email and the word just is in it, go back and take it out. Men do not use the word just. Uh-huh. I'm only a, I'm just a, just wondering if you can pay my invoice. No, I'm not just wondering. You owe me money. Can I have it? You know, it's it's changing the language that we use, especially in in the interview process and in the application process. I, I, a lot of women I work with are in the charity sector. I, I think I told you that, and they they tend to be they're really passionate, so they tend to use I think I feel I believe uh-huh. as their language. Lovely. What they, what an employer wants is here's what I've done. Here's the impact so that they know they can do it again for them. So it's about here's the impact and results and my achievements, which we are taught from birth that we're not supposed to talk about. Uh-huh. Flip that on its head. Flip it all on its head. Get used to saying no without a, without an excuse behind it. Not no because, not no because people were under an excuse. Uh-huh. I learned a couple of years ago if I didn't want to do something just to say no thanks and nobody can warm under that because you're not saying I could come later or I could borrow money or I could sleep before it or so there's no warming around it. It's the same with work. You know, what boundaries in your home and your work can you put in place? And when women want to earn more money, you know, so a lot of my women will say it's not about the money. It, it is about the money. We all have to, you know, earn money. We all have to pay bills, pay our mortgages and rent. And we all have the right to have, you know, a bit of a life outside of that. So, I teach my women how to negotiate their salaries. You can negotiate start and finish times. You can negotiate your, your days. You just have to come at it believing that you're in a position of power. You've got the ball. Oh, I love it. What a great place to finish. Laurie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your wisdom. I'm sure that you must have inspired some of the listeners. Thank you so much for having me, Anne.
Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching and Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, anhughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you. <laughs>